G'day everyone, it's James Davis from the Paxate Academy down here in APAC again and this time I'm joined by Michelle from LionGuard. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Where are you, where are you located? So I'm down uh, down under in Sarasota, Florida is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> nice, a bit, bit different climate to where, I, where I'm in, tropical Hobart down here, nice and south. So thank you for joining me. I, I'm really excited to have you on because it's a it's a topic what we're going to talk about today um, around governing data for your client environments. It's something not many people talk about, but when I talk to a lot of MSPs, they they struggle with the configuration management database and inventory management, but very few are doing it. So we're just going to dive in. I'm just going to ask you a tough question: is where, from your experience, where do you see the industries at? Um, with inventory management and configuration databases. Yeah, so, well, first I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So I had run one of the largest MSPs in the States, uh, roughly over $100 million uh, in revenue and over 14 locations. And, you know, before that I ran a large unified communications company. And one of the things that I see is that many, many MSPs uh, don't understand the value of um, what good inventory management and, and more importantly, what good governance looks like around their IT policies and that that is the starting point for cybersecurity. You can, you can have all the cyber tools in the world, but if you don't have good IT policies in place and then a way to audit and have proof to your customers that of what you're doing, uh, it's going to be very hard for you to be able to charge what you're likely worth um, to your customers. So it's fundamental in my mind. It's sort of the table stakes, um, but oftentimes MSPs just aren't quite there yet. And so I'm here to sort of say from the experience I had um, running an MSP from acquiring MSPs uh, that you have to find this is a fundamental starting place uh, in terms of understanding what you have and then having configuration change detection and response to see where uh, configuration drift might happen. It, it, it is absolutely the starting place for MSPs to have a successful business and a successful cybersecurity practice if that's something that they're building in, which they should. Well, it's a very good point around the cyber side because if you look at the CIS controls, the first two controls of the 18 are all about inventory and assets and configurations and your policies, exactly what you said. It's that starting point. And, and I'm curious from your perspective, why do you think people aren't doing very well at this and aren't implementing ways of managing it? Well, it takes time. And, and it's one of the things that... Um, Again, from the perspective of when you're a busy MSP, uh, sometimes it's like like the cobbler's children have no shoes, right? <laughs> um, uh, and so I like to say that ultimately, it's your responsibility to slow down so you can speed up, um, to put in place the right fundamental tools to help you get an understanding to better and faster onboard your customers and get that inventory to be able to set those policies in place. Um, you know, when the best practice around a, a LionGuard implementation, you know, we're best suited for customers that have more than, cust uh, more than 15 
managed environments that they're trying to run. Um, we, what we'll tell you is that you do have to take time to set these things up. It's not something that, um, you know, you don't just deploy one agent and then, you know, it, it never needs to be looked at again. This is something that you have to be serious about. And um, when you're serious about it and you put a little time up front, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking weeks, I'm talking hours, uh, you put hours into this, um, you'll get more than hours and more than weeks maybe even months back into your uh, your text time, um, both from a perspective of being able to uh, understand where the risk is and the cyber posture of your individual customers, but also just a baseline understanding and, and productivity improvement for your service delivery people, for your NOC, all of these things. And, and also if you're, uh, again, setting up any cyber practices, this is going to make sure that you're not adding, you don't have additional risk uh, that's put in place because you haven't put the fundamentals in. So we're talking about this like we're assuming people understand what inventory management and CDMB is. Can you explain a bit more like what's the inventory announced? What does it actually look like? Yeah, so for, for us, when you go through inventory management, just, just think about it in terms of when you're onboarding a new customer. You need to have an understanding of what do they have. So if you're able to deploy LionGuard, you're able to actually get a good understanding of their cloud assets, of their network assets, and of their endpoints. So now you have a full view of what they have in their environment, um, where they stand today on uh, their current configurations. So you get a snapshot of all those configurations across all those systems. And think about the time it would take you to document those, those systems manually. With a LionGuard, you get that capability. That snapshot of those configurations is there. Then you'll hopefully have a point of view on what policies and configurations you want that to have. Then you can work um, to actually put those in place. Great. Now you can have monitoring and the capability to see is there any configuration drift from the policies you've set uh, and the configurations you've set in the system. And then you can rewind back in time up to 18 months to understand what has changed in that environment at any given time. And you can be alerted to changes, uh, and those can go directly into your PSA or into your RMM from a response perspective. All of those pieces can be there for you um, if, if, if necessary, uh, you know, if there is configuration drift. And by the way, there's always configuration drift. There's always somebody changing something uh, that you didn't expect. And that's an interesting concept because uh, having worked in an MSP before, I've seen back in the old days where a tech would do a firewall change on a Friday night and then the four guys on a Monday morning would rock up and the client's calling and the guy hadn't entered their time and we spent <laughs> hours working out what the, the issue was where if we were alerted there was a change to the configuration we would have known. You would, you, would, you would have known and how many hours could be saved. Or better yet, I mean, there there are times, look, where, you know, a customer calls up, my favorite is a customer calls up and demands MFA be turned off for some system. Uh, and then the tech with the best of intentions 
is going to go turn that back on. Oh, forgets. Um, first of all, you get an alert that your tech had done something that you didn't want them to do, like turning off MFA. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, let's just say a, uh, a hacker gets into that system that doesn't have MFA on, runs up an Azure bill, 200, 300, $400,000. Um, uh, if you had LionGuard, first of all, you'd know that MFA had been turned off. You would know that a new global admin came into your system. Uh, and you would also be able to have a level of billing reconciliation. Um, all of those things, if you have LionGuard, would avoid those kinds of problems. But let's say you didn't avoid any of those problems. You didn't pay attention to the alerts. You didn't, um, you would at least be able to go back and prove back in time to your cyber insurance company that before your tech did something inappropriate, you had policy in place, you had MFA in place, and this was a configuration drift issue, um, but they're, based on reasonableness, uh, it was in place, and you would get be able to get them to uh, pay out. You would not get them to pay out if you couldn't prove that. I'm going to ask you a bit of a technical question. So sure. I'm curious, like when, when we're talking about the configuration data and the policies, let's use a firewall as an example, what what sort of data do we get out of that for, for the configuration? What, and why is that important? Well, look, it, you know, it could be anything around ports being open. It could be, uh, you know, there there are tons of things that that we're we're, uh, you know, what what patch level something is on. All of these things are areas where um, you can have, you know, challenges. Again, who's got credentials? Have credentials been, uh, you know, is there a new admin coming in? These are all the different types of areas where um, potential risk can get introduced if you don't um, have a tool like LionGuard that's exposing that information to you. It's very easy, oh, like we're all struggling, we've seen that sort of configuration data, even that example of the firmware, if, unless you've got a standardized stack and you're using it, the, the cloud um, portal of a, one of the major MSP firewall providers, how are you going to track that sort of information centrally without manually doing it? That's what a lot of people struggle with. So that sort of single pane of glass, and I hate that term because there's 50 single pane of glasses around the place, um, it obviously can, you know, consolidates all that information down. So I'm curious from that point of view is your what's your sort of best practice of where this information should actually be stored? Is it PSA? Is it RMM? Is it your um, documentation system? Where well, should again, the central we, point we of truth take, be? We we take the the stance of where where do you want it to be stored? We're going to give you um, the ability to view that data where where either within our system or where you want the, where you want it. We we don't take a uh, perspective that it's got to be stored in, in LionGuard. We're, we're taking a view of all of it. Um, we have over, I think it's something like 80 integrations now across. Uh, so um, if if we don't have an inspector for it now, we likely will <laughs> uh, in the future. Um, in fact, one of the things that we're building into our roadmap is a sort of bring your own inspector. It's not here yet, but um, uh, we, we truly are sort of trying to give you the ability to manage this where you want to manage it. 
um, but giving you the view within LionGuard to what's changing and giving you that easy view within LionGuard. But we can push those alerts and monitoring, again, into your PSA, whether that's ConnectWise, whether that's Kaseya, what you, you name, name your flavor here, um, your ability to have that pushed in if we, if we alert in, onto uh, an issue or to keep it all in LionGuard if you don't want those tickets. Um, you know, because we do have some MSPs who are like, oh, it's, it's noisy once you, you start to, uh, uh, you know, uh, start to alert on things. And what I have to say to those MSPs who say something is noisy is this is all the more reason why you need to make sure you have your policies and have things situated appropriately so you're not getting distracted by noise, but you know what's really important and you're, and LionGuard can help you with that. We can help tune that for you and give you best practice. So that's a, that's a good point about noise is probably the wrong word because it, it's just doing what it's supposed to do. But you, you've run. It's perceptual, right? That's, that's, uh, and I like to talk about yeah. things in a very pragmatic way. As an M having been a former MSP, I can tell you that, um, again, if you're not high on the maturity model um, in terms of having built out what what your policies are and what you what you need to be looking for um, you know it can feel noisy to a small guy who hasn't put in all the maturity in process but if they invest the time and efforts um, it won't be noisy to your point it'll be exactly what they need to keep their customers safe and keep their own business safe so you know in a, the large MSPs that you run who's who what um, what sort of department and who typically owns this kind of uh, this kind of work so I, you know I it's multi-departmental but it probably starts in the network operations center and then moves out to service delivery and into finance even because one of the things that LionGuard also helps with is billing reconciliation and warranty management so that's another area and what I like to say to MSPs is that, you know, good inventory management, good configuration change control leads to better financial management because you're going to get better when you, the more you automate, um, the less, I like to say you're giving human error the pink slip. So you're not missing billings. You're not, you're, you're not, um, you know, again, because you don't have something documented, you're not wasting hours. Uh, in service delivery um, from a network operations center, you're not, you, if you've tuned things appropriately, it's not too noisy, you're starting to see alerts that are there to help you. All of those things are what is the benefit of having a tool like, like LionGuard in your arsenal. And it's a good point around um, the centralized services um, and most of, our, most of the average um, technology businesses out there are still running very reactively so even if we use the term managed services we're not actually managing a whole lot we've just fixed priced our support so this this sort of thing that, like you said requires that investment um, from the business to actually spend time on proper management processes and governance um, and that requires resources to be assigned to it um, and for a lot of the smaller MSPs, you are going to have to take a dip on um, service delivery times to, to make it happen. But if you push through, it'll improve. You'll have less tickets, yeah. you'll have less issues. And it's not a huge time investment, right? If you, Let's say something were to take you a week to 
the rollout <laughs> of, you know, if you put someone on something. How much value are you going to get back to be able to onboard a customer within minutes and understand their inventory? To be able to not miss fillings because you now actually understand all their license counts and you're keeping up with their warranty information. And oh, by the way, you're catching things that could add risk and complexity to your business in terms of uh, if there's, you know, if they, if something. Um, moves out of the configuration that you uh, have specified as, as uh, the best policy. All of those things are huge value and it's a way to prove value. So the reports that LionGuard has within it are, are things that you can monetize to your customer to be able to prove, show and do audits to them. Whether that's you want to do that in a recurring revenue model, um, again, charging them a few dollars per seat every month or um, in a professional services practice where you're able to show them audits that now take you minutes um, versus hours or weeks, um, but you're able to show that value to your customer. And I'm really excited about, we're coming out with October 5th, our new cyber posture dashboards, which are gonna be able to be uh, shown to customers um, to tell them where their cyber posture is. And I think that this is another really monetizable um, capability that's coming soon in LionGuard. It, it's an interesting point around the monetization because if I look at our standard MSP, we've been around for a long time. We've we sold our clients the dreams, and we 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 we've always had inventory management or asset management in our in our agreements. We we sold that like ten years ago, and now now they're hearing that we're not doing it properly. How how do we go back to our clients and say, actually, there's a better way, and we need to absorb this cost to do it better? Well, here here's the thing. First of all, I don't think you go back and talk to them about inventory management. I think you go back and you talk to them about configuration, change detection, and response (CCDR). I think you say, look, ultimately, um, you know, cyber criminals they're upgrading their tools <laughs> every day. Um, we as MSPs, we have to upgrade our tools every day to keep you safe. And having a tool that's here that is able to help us continuously monitor and alert and audit and detect the changes in your configurations that could make you vulnerable. And to also be able to provide cyber insurance defensibility because we can go rewind back eight, up to 18 months to show what a configuration was on any given date. That's hugely valuable and we can't be afraid as MSPs to ask for our value um, we provide really great value if I put my MSP hat on uh, we provide really great value and um, again leveraging um, new tools in your stack requires that you sometimes have to charge a little more and uh, customers that that are worth having uh, will pay uh, a few extra dollars to have that reassurance. Yeah, and even if even if you look at it this a different way, I'm I'm always pro. Let's charge more money and show our value. But if we're already maybe the, on the premium side and now the industry is commoditizing, so there's legitimate challenges going on. The other way to look at this is the ROI. So we, we mentioned the bit offhand around like it could save us time with notifications that something's changed instead of spending hours um, trying to fix it or even like what you said with the warranty having clearer warranty um, expiration dates and things on 
on devices, if you're reselling that faster in a proactive manner, it's going to do a few things. It's going to obviously generate you more revenue and gross profit out of the direct sale. It's also going to reduce your um, labor effort on the service desk because you've reduced the amount of tickets coming in and the time to remediate issues. So I think you can look at these two ways of generating more revenue out of your agreements or reducing the labor effort, um, which is a very costly costly part of our agreements. Um, so I think people just need to look at this in a different way. I think it's what I'm hearing from our conversation so far. It's a very big mindset shift from just being reactive to being more around the governance side. Absolutely. And, and I think the more we can help MSPs make that switch to, again, being proactive and setting up the right stack and the right governance in IT governance in place. And I think there's questions about do, do MSPs actually even know what IT governance is? Um, uh, that's, I, I think, a place to start is really educating them about it's nothing more than having your standards <laughs> in place. Uh, and making sure you don't drift out of those standards. But having that, I think, is just so critical. And what I'm on a mission here at LionGuard to help MSPs understand that if they set this up appropriately up front, they will see an ROI from a time savings perspective in terms of onboarding customers, offboarding customers, um, managing that risk. And again, I think, you know, I believe that there is room to monetize. I mean, there are there are those MSPs that are out, out at a premium, but that's, I would say there are fewer and far between. Um, I find many, many more are not charging what they're worth. And so I hope to help them um, with LionGuard, with our CCDR capabilities to better, better get what their, val what their value really is and be able to prove it to their customers. But I'm going to ask you another question along the monetization side because, like you just said, not many are at the premium side, and there's still a great majority that do break fix work. They're not, they're not necessarily in a full or you can eat managed services package. So, what sort of what sort of opportunities are there when you're not actually managing the environment to monetize something like the inventory management there's and configurations? Well, I think there's professional services around audits, right? So there's certainly project work that can be done. It also can help you drive additional project and additional MRR. Like you find that, you know, they don't have good password management. They do, don't have good MFA. They don't have um, their managed backups or not, you know, they, or they, all of these things are things that then lead to additional project work. Oh, their patches are, you know, five revisions back. Um, this, this is all um, new revenue that an MSP can go after, um, even if they're not leveraging it from a, I'll call it monetizing it at a managed services level. Um, there's tons of project work that can be driven out of it as well. I think the thing where you said there with the audits um, are becoming more and more important, um, especially with the cybersecurity side, because um, what I'm seeing out in the industry at the moment is the M the MSPs or the IT support shops, whatever you want to call them, that aren't operating at this sort of governance, more mature level, doing compliance type work. Um, if we're not doing this with our clients, there's quite a few clients that are starting to churn um, and, and go look for the mature ones because the, their current providers are not 
talking to them at the right levels and their insurance brokers, their accountants, their lawyers are all telling them of all this risk. And it's not just me seeing this churn anecdotally, Microsoft is actually saying that they've had the most churn in recent times of partner record changes than ever yeah. than they've ever had in M365, ever. So people are going and looking. So what you just said around audits for new, for new um, for prospects, we can start charging those assessments and doing them more efficiently. And and like and like you say, if they're on break fix, we'll get on get on top of them early and start start identifying these these risks. Yeah, and WineGuard does things to try to help you to be able to better sell and ma manage and onboard your customers. So, for example, one of the things we do is we give you a time period that if you want to go out and be able to install the agent to be able to understand what's in a customer's environment, you can do that and not get charged for a period of time. Um, uh, and then, you know, obviously, um, as you get that customer really, you win, I'll call it truly win that customer, um, you know, then you can put LionGuard in place uh, for, the, for the long term in order to be able to see their configuration um, uh, change detection and response. Um, that's one of the other things that we do. Again, we, we try to be very pro helping the MSP to win business and understand and be smarter than their competitors. Uh, when they leverage LionGuard. Yeah, take this on a different different path because you've triggered me with the my, with the MSP industry doesn't really know IT governance. So, you, you having the experience that you do, what does what does proper IT governance actually look like? Again, I like to simplify things and make it. Uh, you know, uh, to me, it is you can take anything to the nth degree. Is what I'll say up front. I think there are the things that truly affect your end customer or where the risk is. And I like to follow, you know, you can follow NIST, you can follow CIS, you can the, the, the essential eight, you, you name it. We can, you know, you can go through any of those. But ultimately, um, good IT governance to me is understanding where your customers are more, most likely to have risk. It's in their, it's in their Microsoft 365 environments, is MFA. Uh, turned on is it, it's in understanding um, and getting an, an inventory and understanding of all the different um, assets that are in their portfolio and seeing what's what are the riskiest of those assets uh, and making sure you have eyes on uh, any configuration changes that are happening in those places and it's having policies that are uh, around how you want to set up the configurations of all of those different systems and keeping eyes on when when that changes and knowing and having a process uh, that is repeatable um, by anyone in your business uh, from the knock to the service delivery team to be able to follow uh, if and when there is some level of drift. To me, that's the simplest way that I can describe what good governance requires. People, process, and technology uh, in alignment uh, to, to drive you know, good outcomes for your customers. You take that one step further, so if we, we're having that, having that data, then, it, then it's the reporting to the client, isn't it, to get them to understand what the risks and what the opportunities are. So, the flip side, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the thing that I like to, to say is 
don't assume that your customer understands everything that you're doing for them. They only see this much. I mean, the thing that used to frustrate me sometimes is, you know, we'd have a customer just dialed in, just perfect, right, as an MSP, and there are no problems. And then the customer would call and be like, well, what am I paying you for? We don't have any issues. Uh, uh, <laughs> so when you have good reporting and you have good, you're able to show the visibility of look this is all the stuff that's changing at any given moment that we're keeping eyes on for you and we're making sure is humming perfectly so you don't have to do calls to the help desk, so you don't have um, any cyber breaches. All of these things, that's the value of having a good IT governance and risk mitigation platform like LionGuard. I'm not sure if LionGuard does this, this is just a curiosity from the IT government side, is what's your view on how we, how we embrace and empower our and enable our clients with the shadow IT because MSPs are typically only stuck to the infrastructure layer and the and the end user support. We haven't really we've always avoided applications, haven't we? Yeah, you know it, it is interesting to me. I, so today, LionGuard is doing that for some cloud applications. You know, again, obviously the. Microsoft 365s, the Google Workspaces, and we're looking at how we extend. We have a beta on Salesforce and ServiceNow, and uh, so so it is an area that we're we're looking at seriously, um, and those are areas of risk. And I think um, when you think about shadow IT, it's not just the applications that are affected, right? They're pulling on your network. They're pulling on the other pieces, and now if you're leveraging a tool like LionGuard, you can sort of understand where the risk might come in and be able to better meet with those business people within a company to say, hey, this is where there is a risk and you need to put additional, um, additional uh, risk mitigation um, pieces in place to, uh, but so, so it is something we're, we're looking at, but right now it's, it's mainly around domains, Microsoft, uh, Google, Salesforce, uh, and the um, and the MSP stack, which makes sense because that's where most of that's where most of the MSPs sit at the moment. Still very infrastructure heavy. Uh, yeah, but I think applications is one of the new, the the next domains. I'll say that will that that LionGuard and others will be will be going after. And it's a tough challenge. And and for me, I probably highlight. Um, it's the mindset shift again for, for the traditional MSPs that we can't be a roadblock because we're very we're too risk mitigation focused and in the wrong ways. Um, that the more that we're throwing up these roadblocks, the clients are just going to look elsewhere because, like we you have said, to be business enablers, not disabler. Like we can't be we we can't uh, stop stop business from happening. We have to enable our customers' businesses to ha business to happen. And today, you know, MSPs, again, can do that by looking at the cloud, the network, and the endpoints. And I think the further extension of applications is coming. I mean, it's coming um, uh, for everyone, but ultimately, um, we do have to get good at our fundamentals. <laughs> uh, and so that's the thing I would say is, don't get distracted by what's happening over there, but if you have good fundamentals, then hopefully the things that are riding on top um, uh, are going to be less, you're going to have less risk um, because the fundamentals are there. Um, no, not no risk, we, can't, we cannot uh, take away all risk, but we can, we can lessen, lessen it for, for our customers.
that's some that's some great advice. Um, and I've I've been finding this conversation very fascinating, and I'm I'm, I'm I could talk about this a lot because I used <laughs> to have to deal with it in spreadsheets and do it all manually, and now there's tools out there to actually do this stuff, so it's exciting to me. And we we've covered a lot of topics today, so I, in wrapping up, I'd love you to share with us what you think the main takeaway that you want everyone to take away from this, and then some practical next steps that people, if people are interested, what they need to do to start doing inventory management and see DMB stuff properly. Yeah, so I think the first thing I just want the takeaway to be is that you need to have an IT governance and risk mitigation platform uh, that includes your inventory management and how you're going to handle change. Uh, I, I am uh, slightly biased. I do believe that LionGuard is the right and best solution for that. Um, and we would love to help you with our practical knowledge. Uh, every, almost, uh, I'll say all but one of us on our executive leadership team at LionGuard come from being MSPs ourse ourselves. Uh, so we're happy to share our practical knowledge as is uh, a, a large majority of our team. Um, and then from a practical next steps. If you'd love to learn more about how LionGuard could help you, please call your PAX 8 rep. Um, we love our PAX 8 relationship and uh, we stand right beside PAX 8 in helping uh, bring MSPs into the fold. Well, well thank you so much. I, I think um, I think this is such an important thing that we need to, we need to look at to lift our um, professionalism in the industry. Um, it, it should be part of the fundamentals that we do and We've been saying that we do this stuff for a very long time, and, and now now we really need to actually start enacting this stuff with the with the risks around cybersecurity, let alone the efficiency improvements that we can we can get out. So, thank you so much for joining me, Michelle. I, I look forward to having you again in the future. Thanks so much, James.